Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome episode of You Got This with your host Sandy and Donnie for your New Life Ministries. And we're going to continue on with this season, episode 9. With the topic of discovery, and this particular episode is called Discovery, the Blessing in Every Trial. As we may know, we go through trials in, in, God's, uh, in God's way. He, he's wanting to teach us certain lessons he wants us to learn, whether it be in the Bible or whether it be in real life. But we all, we all can uh, apply these lessons to life. And you may not like how long the trial lasts, but it is still a trial that we must go through nonetheless. And we may want to get out of get it out get out of the trial as fast as possible, but God is teaching us certain lessons that we must learn, and it, it's up to us to depend on how long it takes us to learn them, whether it be one day, whether it be one month, whether it be six months or a year. Some trials can even last longer than that, as it says in the Bible. This one guy who he wanted a child so bad, but it took him. How long did he was in Abraham? Yeah, yeah, uh, twenty-five years. Twenty-five years, as it says in the Bible, he was going through his trial just to get his one son that he wanted so badly, and he actually went through several women, didn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. This is where I say, Sarah, what were you thinking? But I wouldn't be having. Uh, a baby at 85 years old anyway yes it was promised to him when he was 85 years old and so when it didn't happen the moment god said it was going to happen okay really god has his timing and people stop trying to snap your fingers like you're god and expect a god to work in your time limit he's god you're not and he knows the end from the beginning he knows what's in between and he knows how to get you there on time and in the right way and Believe me, when he's done and he answers your prayer, it will be a wow God moment. It will be exceedingly abundantly, but above all you could ever ask, think, or imagine. So allow him to wow you and give him that time. And yes, so Sarah got impatient and she gave him her maid servant. How stupid was that? really uh and yeah and then when she finally had her child she wanted him out okay well that wasn't fair to the child in and so let's just not produce an ishmael that we're not going to want later on people please and let's just be patient with god and trust him because these trials are a growth opportunity and you're you're going to be filled your life is going to be filled with ups and downs we live in a fallen world and god gave us out of his awesome love free will so we can love him freely the problem with that is that out of their own selfish desires people choose wrongly and others get hurt as a result but these trials are meant to be growth opportunities if god allows them that's exactly right. So we just have to go through the trials, however long they last, because they are brought to us by our Lord and Savior Jesus and God. And uh, we just have to learn to trust Him. And no matter how hard it sucks, it's still a learning experience. As as our p- parents here on earth try to teach us lessons, God does the same thing. So we just have to trust that He knows what He's doing. And uh, just pray that the trial doesn't last forever and go on from there. Because we, as we all know, are impatient by human nature. And 
isn't human nature just awesome? <laughs> it, it it is a root of all evil, but uh, nonetheless, we still got learned by them. Yes. So your trials are going to produce character in you. So they are a blessing in disguise. They will draw out sinner. They would excuse me. They will draw out sin in you. Okay, and they will hinder your path. Uh, they will open your eyes to the things that you're doing wrong and things that may not necessarily be sin but some that will hinder your path or the growth of somebody else so maybe you're doing something that's enabling somebody else and they're continuing on their path when they should be really reaching out to God so instead they're reaching you reaching out to you sometimes we need to practice tough love to our loved ones and that's very hard to do but it's something that they need and as long as we keep enabling them it may keep them on the road away from god a little bit longer that's exactly right and that's the last thing we want to do so we just got to sit back think about what's going on think and ask god what he wants us to do and go from there which i am guilty as much as anybody by being so impatient that i don't want to wait because i'm always in fear of uh uh needing things to be done at a certain amount of time and i'm like well what's the hell to hold up what is this I'm like well the hold up is god's not ready for you to do it whether you want to or not it's still not going to happen you just got to sit back and just relax and just go forward. And, and we all know about these gas prices today are just completely insane. But always remember, God's got your back. You may not uh, may wonder why. Well, why it's going the way it's going? But it's it's going this way for a reason. We all don't. We just don't know what the reason is, but it's going that way for a reason. Yeah. So I'm sure you're all familiar with uh, the first chapter in James. I'm going to read verses 2 through 7. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a sea, wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So you can find joy and purpose and growth and soul cleansing in your trials. And you can also find passion and purpose in the process. Paul, who was Saul, used to kill Christians. And then he was blinded on the way to Damascus to kill even more. And he was blinded, I believe it was for three days. But when he gained his spiritual eyesight, he gained his eyesight, he gained his spiritual eyesight as well. So imagine how many people through the years have been blessed and touched by the words he has written in the New Testament. There are 27 books in the New Testament. Paul wrote half of them and half of them he wrote from prison. Oh my goodness. What are you going to do in your trials? Have you been going through a difficult season? Well, start, stop complaining and start crying out to God to open your eyes. Because he's trying to teach you something in them. Or he's trying to draw something out of you. Whether it's sin or whether it's to correct um, your perception of things. Like I said, some things are not necessarily sin. You may have a wrong perception. And when your perception's wrong, 
so will your actions they will follow through with that so stop complaining stop start crying out to god and above all else stand firm and be immovable otherwise you're playing into satan's hands is that what you want did satan die for you and stop whining and start praying because satan didn't die for you why do people always blame god when things go wrong but yet they always seem to praise god when things go right when things are going perfect then when something happens it's always god's fault we, why is that maybe uh, uh maybe this will be the answer first corinthians fifteen fifty eight. therefore my dear brother and sister stay firm stay in firm i should say let nothing move you always give yourself fully to the work of the lord because you knew you know that your labor in the lord is not in vain start relying on the holy spirit he will give you the strength and guidance and wisdom and also Philippians 4:13 says I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength not to mention Isaiah 42:16 says I will lead the blind by a way that they did not know I will guide them on unfamiliar paths I will turn them to dark turn them darkness into light then in rough places on level ground things these things I will do for them and I will not forsake them and not last but not least, Proverbs 2, 6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Think about all that. All that applies. So, are you on a dark path? God says he will light it, your path before you. He will turn the dark places into light places. He will shine his light in them. Or maybe you're in a, in, in a season where you don't know what to do and you're feeling confused and you're feeling stuck. Are you crying out to God? Are you asking for his direction? Because he says he will light your path. He will give you wisdom and he will give you strength. So hold on to trust and remember what God has done for you. Remember what he has done for all of mankind. Remember the love he has for you and the love he had in doing what he did. And that should help you enough to remain confident in his love and to remain in complete trust. Because he will lighten your dark paths. He will show you the way when you don't know where to go. Exactly, exactly. So just keep in mind, people, that God knows what he's doing, when he's doing it, how he's doing it, just because we don't know doesn't mean he doesn't know he knows exactly the end from the beginning and always remember my all-time favorite verse because it holds so true it can be used in every example on the planet for we walk by faith not by sight always remember that verse yes and so as we touched on earlier about abraham romans 4 20 and 21 is you know this is concerning abraham when a prominent son was giving to him at the age of 85 that he wow I, like I said before, uh, no, I don't think I'd want a child at that age. But yet, this verse says, yet he did not waver through unbelief, through disbelief in the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith, faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God was able to do what he had promised. Are you fully persuaded that God's going to do what he's promised through you? Or because it's a little bit longer than what you wanted? Um you're starting to lose doubt you're feeling like he's abandoned you but he says in his word he will never fail you or forsake you and 
What are all those times before that he came through for you? You should have those as a building block, a stepping stone for this next time. Well, he came through for you in these other times. He's going to come through for you in, in the trial you're in now. That's what we always got to keep in our mind. We always remember is God will always come through. It's not in our time. We got to remember that it's never in our time. It's always in God's time. In God's time, we may not think of, we may not think this is true, but it is. But God's time is always best. We may hate that, but it's still true. So, as remember, people trust in Him. Trust Him as He leads you, even if He is allowing trials. If He is, after all, He has done for you, then you can count on that is a good reason, and it will turn out for your good. Do you want something you have never had? Then you must do something that you have never done. You must trust God to lead you and through your trials in the way that He knows best. Exactly. So we're going to pause right here, take a quick break, and play a song called Casting Crowns, Praise You in This Storm. And we'll be right back right after the song.
from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Hey guys, welcome back here. Hope you enjoyed that song by Cassie Crowns, Praise You in a Storm. We're going to continue on with the discussion from uh, for discovery and what have you discovered during your trials. How has your trial been going? I mean, are you learning what God wants you to learn? Have you been studying the Bible as God has instructed us to study the Bible? I know we're all guilty of not reading the Bible as much as we should. I know I'm, I know I'm not uh, perfect at it by any means. And my wife and I try to do a devotional every night before we go to sleep. But sometimes we just pass out before we even have time to open the Bible. Because our work just really, really is exhausting. And I'm sure everybody else's work is exhausting too. So remember... God promises in his word that he will lead you to victory. He promises in his word that he'll take care of you. He promises in his word that he will not leave you, fail, or forsake you. He promises that he will come through for you. He promises that if you trust him, he will lead you through in victory and he will make your crooked path straight. He says that he will trample down your enemies and you will gain the victory. And that's in Psalm 60, 12. That you will gain the victory. And sometimes when you don't know what to do, you just need to be still. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in, among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. He wants to be exalted in your life. He wants to be exalted in your story. And when he gets the glory, not just you, but the other people around you that knows your story, will be helped and encouraged and given hope as well you remember the story of Lazarus when he died the Lord stayed four more days and by the time he got there Mary and Martha felt hopeless he says he's already been dead four days 
But then they did say, yeah, you can do whatever you want to. I'm paraphrasing. Hey, you're God. You can do whatever you want to. And you got the power. And I know you do. And so he went up there. And he called him out from the grave. And what did he do? Did he go and do it? No, he used other people. He called other people to remove the grave clothes. So others were involved in the miracle. Maybe there's just some more people that he wants around you to know your story. That he wants to know your story. So they may be blessed too because maybe they're in need of some encouragement just as much. He says in Romans 8.28 We know that all things work all things God works together for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose so your trial that you're in guess what God's got a plan and it's going to turn out for your good and you're going to be amazed you're going to have one of those what I call a wow God moment so are you open to the way God leads you do you want to just put him in a box as if you're God and say hey I want it done this way and in this time limit and with these people involved, it doesn't work that way. No, it certainly doesn't. And I'm guilty of trying to do that as well. Because I want to keep control of things and make sure it's done in the time that I want it to be done. But i got to be open. i got to let it happen in his timing. As uh, number one states that the, the way uh, it, it may seem humble, Jesus came into Jerusalem riding on a donkey. As we always want to put him on a horse and carriage, he rode it on a donkey. Two, the people he uses research Paul and John Mark. Paul rejects John Mark because he deserted him and Barnabas earlier, earlier Acts 15, and later when he was writing Second Timothy during his second imprisonment in Rome, he asked John Mark, saying, "That is, he is helpful to him." Yes. Yeah, so he asks for him. He asks them to send him. So there was a change. So you wouldn't have expected for him to ask for John Mark after he didn't want him the time before. So be open to the way God wants to answer your prayer. The way he wants to open answer it. The people he wants to use. And his timing as we already talked about that Abraham had a promised son at the age of 85 and it was born to him at the age of 100. Oh, and then the signs he uses. Oh my goodness, God can talk through anybody, and I love this story. Okay, this is, um, a, I'm sure all of you have heard, if you've re read the Bible, about the story of Balaam and Balak. Balak was a king of Moab. Okay, and, and the Israelites at this time were so numerous, they, he was really scared of them, and that this bothered him. And so he wanted, you know, he wanted to get rid of them. So, Balaam was a prophet of God and he asked Balaam to curse him and he said well hey you know I can't do that you know I can only I can, I can only bless what God wants me to bless and curse what God wants me to curse and so there, there's just no way I can do it and God you know comes God talks to him and says hey what is this you're doing and he tells him you know all right go well on the road on the road going over to where the Israelites are his donkey stops in the middle of the road and he wouldn't go no further and then Balaam starts to whip him and he goes and the donkey just starts talking to him what is this you're doing 
Haven't I been faithful to you all these many years? And I don't know about you, but I think I would be kind of shocked, flabbergasted, speechless if my donkey started talking to me. Because he couldn't see the angel that was behind it. And finally the angel spoke. See, you got to be open. you got to be open to how God wants to talk to you. Oh, and then about Elijah. Okay, the Israelites, of course, had started following after um, other gods like we do today. We have so many gods, we can't even count them. There's your work, there's sex, there is... There is um, even, uh, you can even idolize another person that you can't be happy unless this person is in your life. And of course, there's the drugs, the alcohol, the cigarettes, and we can go on and on. You can idolize anything. And so it drew them away from God. And of course, they were oppressed. And so, and they were also killing um, the prophets of God. And Elijah finally came up and the king Ahab had been looking for Elijah and he finally comes up and Obadiah says you know where are you you're going to get me in trouble and he comes up and he says no I'm going to solve this once and for all and you know you go call out Ahab and so remember the two altars where they went all day and their God their Baal couldn't set fire to that altar and Elijah douses it with water three times, soaks it good where it's impossible to light it. Boom, lights it in one day. And then he saw a cloud in the a little bitty cloud after he sent a servant out on the seventh time. On the seventh time, he saw a small rain cloud. See, you got to keep looking. You got to keep looking. And even in that small rain cloud, because you're going to finally see it, and it's going to become a big one, and he started running. Okay, this is what's funny. This is what's funny. I really like this. He, he, he kills the prophets of Baal, and he is the vessel God uses to light that altar to get the attention of the Israelites. And then Jezebel, King Ahab's wife, threatens him at the threat of one woman. He runs, and he runs and hides into a cave. But see, God, even the way he wants to talk to you, even the way he wants to talk to you, he can talk to you through a donkey, or he can talk to you in the still small voice. Exactly. So finally, he says, To hear Elijah in the cave, read 1 Kings sixteen nineteen. God sent a strong wind, small voice, meaning you have to get still and shove the voices of worry, doubt, fear, anger out of your head and heart and listen to him. Get along with him. Think about that, people. God came and God can and will use anyone do not discount anyone or anything he will get move mountains to save you he will provide protect and deliver and give give his angels to charge over you trust him he is able to do immeasurable more than we ask or imagine ephesians 3:20 think about that he can use anybody anything in any way shape or form he wants to help you and to do his will to give him his glory and who else deserves the glory but him he created this world he created anybody in it he could created every plant every tree every shred of dirt every shred of glass he created it all and yet we still deny who he actually is who else on this earth can who else on this earth would have created this planet? Hmm? 
Nobody. God did. And yet we have people out there who says, oh, we can't use it. We got to save our planet. Our, and that's another story for another day. I'm not going to get involved in that. But just the point is that our, we are to use this planet's natural resources to our benefit. Not to anybody else's benefit, but to our benefit. What is so wrong with using our earth for what it's intended for? Yes. So I hope you've been blessed out of this. Because if you learn to look for the blessings in every trial, you're going to find them. If God can birth so many letters from Paul, that he's blessed so many people through the ages, through those letters. And Hannah, through her barrenness, she birthed Samuel due to her promise to God. She wanted a child so bad. And he became a prophet, a priest, the first to anoint kings and the last of the judges. So what will he do through you and birth out of your trials? Trust him and see. And we're going to close with this, Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. Okay, uh, I want to start right there. In um, the King James Version, this is um, the new uh, the NIV. But in the King James Version, it says that um, that he will um, cover you with his pinions. Okay, pinions are the part of the bird's feathers that allows them to change directions. That's why that verse is so important. So, in your trial, in your being stuck um, in the place that you're at, or if you're being oppressed, God will come and allow you to change directions. It can happen in a split second. So, um, under his wings, you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler, and you shall not be afraid of the terror of night, nor by the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. But you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you. And I'm going to let Donnie read the rest. Yes, I'm going to re I'll recap what she just said. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it not, shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall look and see the reward of the wicked because you have made the Lord who may, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall your you, nor shall any plague come near you. Uh, your dwelling for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in in all your ways in their hands they shall bear up lest you dash your foot against a stone you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra your lion and serpent shall trample under your under feet or underfoot I should say because he has set his love upon me therefore I will deliver him I will set him on high because he has known my name he shall come upon me call upon me and I will answer him 
I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with life, long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. And that's all God asks for is for his glory, which he is entitled to his glory because he created us. He knows what the ends from the beginning. He is a alpha and an omega. So always remember that people, God knows what's going on. He created this world. He knows when it's going to end. He knows what's going to happen before we even know what's going to happen. So all he asks for is our undying devotion to him. Praise him. Glorify him. Spread his name across the world. What greater God is there that provides for us in all our needs when we need it? And just think about that, people. That's what this whole entire season is about. Discovery. Discovering our Lord and Savior. Things about him that we never knew or would not ever know. Okay? Just think about that. God will provide every single one of our needs when we need it. There is no wanting and not receiving with him. All we have to do is to study the word of God and he will answer our prayers in due time. With that, I'm going to close here and just always remember, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. And always remember to check out our Facebook page. Check out our website at yournewlifeministry.org. And we've got new books coming to you. So check them out soon. They will be released. Uh, actually, I think one just got released the other day. And the other ones are in the works. So check them out at either our website at yournewlifeministry.org. Or on Amazon or wherever books are sold. And also check out our Instagram page and our YouTube channel as well. We haven't posted any videos on YouTube here in a while, but we're going to be doing that pretty soon as the weather changes because really it's been kind of cold. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk at you later. And always remember, again, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. Talk at you later, guys. Bye-bye.